Welcome to the Strong Girl Podcast, a podcast for and about strong women and how they overcame the things that once made them feel weak. Join me, your host, Samantha Russo, as I discuss everything from mindset to physical health with guests that will surely inspire and motivate you. There will be laughs, there will be tears, and maybe a few F-bombs, but more importantly, lessons to learn to help you grow and embrace your strong girl. Welcome back to another episode of the Strong Girl Podcast. I am so excited for my guest today because she really has been someone that I I have to thank. Um, She's someone that I look up to. She's someone that I admire. And she's the one that actually introduced me to the law of attraction during a time that I really needed something to believe in and this person is Chris Blevins and she is a founder creator and head makeup guru at Chris Cosmetics right here in Manchester New Hampshire and she was Miss New Hampshire 1987 and that's kind of how I got to know her um I the first time I met Chris was when I was competing for Miss New Hampshire and she was kind of like our inspirational speaker that that week that we arrived and I'll be honest she was talking about vibrating up and positive vibes and I was it was all completely over my head and I had no idea what she was talking about but when I did win the title of Miss New Hampshire I got the absolute pleasure of having her as a sponsor of mine and getting to know her and I'm so grateful that I understand, you know, all about the vibrations now. And I, and she, like I said, she's really shaped, shaped my whole mindset. Um, Chris has grown to be the go-to artist for political and celebrity events. She is, she is the go-to artist for when the political people come through New Hampshire and come through Manchester during the primaries and beyond. And while she always dreams big for herself and her company, Chris remains intimately connected to her studio serving the local community so like i said she was miss new hampshire she's a certified emt she's an advocate she's a volunteer she's a mentor and she's a lifesaver and a glammy (laughs) welcome chris thank you so so much for joining me that must mean I'm, I'm a little more uh, mature and older now that I've had all those experiences. <laughs> it sounds crazy, right? But it's, it's amazing. True. It's, it's amazing. about embracing like your life fully. Totally. You know, I like to call it um, living your life like through your multi-dimensional self. And uh, I try to share that with others because we're so much more than we think we are. Right, Samantha? <laughs> Absolutely. I know. I was writing everything out and... I mean, we can just dive right in and get started, but it's so much more than your business. It's so much more than makeup because you've been able to take all of these things, all of these things that you do in the community um, and really have made it just one, I, I hate to use the word brand, but like it just all makes sense. Like it's all interconnected somehow. It is connected and it all started with the makeup brush. And when you think of a makeup, being a makeup artist and holding a makeup brush, you've got a person in front of you and it creates a bridge. It Mm. creates an intimate connection with another person. You know, when you're doing somebody's makeup, you got to look them in the eye 
And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like soul to soul. Mm -hmm. And this wise woman once taught me what the true definition of intimacy is. If you break it down, it's into me see. And I like, isn't that cool? So if you've got two people sitting in front of each other that are both open and, and kind of saying, sure, into me see, you have an opportunity for all kinds of magical things to happen. Mm. And that's what makeup has been, you know, to me. So over the last 32 years that I've, I've been, you know, working as a makeup artist, um, I like to say that the woman that I am today is a little piece of every person I've ever painted. Mm. Because we connect with each other, right? We connect with each other's stories and and, and lives and um, ups and downs and all around and God knows we all have those. And from it, we learn, we evolve, and we grow. So you can say, yeah, just put lipstick on people, but actually I see it as something so much more. It has um, helped me evolve and also helps me share the things that I learn with others. You know, mm-hmm. like I photographed a, a 12-year-old girl today and she has a dream of being a model. And I was able to sit there and go, wow, I modeled as a, as a kid. You know, and then I became Miss New Hampshire and competed in Miss America. This girl just looked at me like, wow, teach me everything you know. Mm-hmm. And in three hours, you know, we, we did a little bit of makeup and I taught her how to pose. And I, you know, gave her that positive feedback. She, she wants to believe in herself and she just needed to be validated. Now all of a sudden she started to soar. And I'll tell you, her picture, she looks like a supermodel in these pictures. And, you know, she's going to go off to to go on to meet with a modeling agency and have her dream. And the makeup brush was what connected us today. And, you know, it's it's a million situations like that. You know, and then it's like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the next president of the United States could be is in front of me and I'm painting their face and, you know, what we're talking about, you know, and it's just then all of a sudden it's like is there any difference no it's like every time we connect with another human being we have an experience yeah i love that really so, cool so we will we touch had many experiences over makeup oh yes you and we I, have. Sam, we've had many experiences over makeup and many magical moments over a brow wax yes and i tell everyone so in my very first episode i kind of dove into um a just a a time in my life where I was so, I I was just very lost. I I hate to say that I I I was, yeah, I hate to say that I was depressed because I don't know if if it was that severe, but I just, you know, I, I, I didn't know what to do with myself. And I totally believe that, you know, you were brought into my life and I continued to see you well after I was Miss New Hampshire. And a simple eyebrow wax really did turn into like my monthly therapy session or, or and or just like learning different things so i would i would love to talk about that especially because i did feel like that one day with you when you told me about the law of attraction when really i just needed like i said something to believe in so i was like you know why not why not just you know, give this a shot, look into law of attraction, look into the secret, look into the mindset of it. Absolutely. And it's funny because I remember when the book, The Secret came out and everybody kept saying to me, Chris, you got to read this book. It reminds me of you, but you're going to love it. 
and I, I read it and I thought, wow, this is how I live. Mm. This is how I roll. And this, this is how things manifest. I'm going to use that word. And I think we all go through times in our life where we just don't know what direction to go in mm-hmm. because we don't want to start walking in a direction and, and have a failure. So in some ways, we're afraid to fail. But in other ways, we're also very multi-dimensional creatures. You know, as women, we are multitaskers, and we have a lot of gifts inside of us. And a lot of times, we just need to be able to talk out, you know, like our confusion, our, our depression, or whatever, to just say, hey, I'm stuck. But the thing about the law of attraction is, is that, your thinking is everything. So if you're thinking positive things, positive things are going to happen. And I used, I love to say, whatever you focus on is going to expand. So if you are thinking about success and you're thinking about like finding a passionate path for a career, what you want to do is be thinking about finding a passionate path for a career and not let any negative thinking come into your head because whatever whatever you're thinking about is what you're going to attract. Right. And it's really about stepping away from yourself, stepping back from yourself and realizing that you are not your thoughts, you're something far greater. So if you can watch your thoughts and catch them being negative, you can turn them positive and start training your mind to think in a positive way. And that's why picking up a book like The Secret is a great place to start because you, you start to see, as you read about positive things, you start to think positive things, mm-hmm. and then positive things start to happen to you. And before long, and you know this from your success, is that like all of a sudden, you're on a su- success train, and you don't remember it taking off. Mm. Yeah. Right? Totally. And I mean, and sometimes life, like, sometimes life happens, and... Like, I've been in business 32 years. I've had a very successful career. That doesn't mean that life has not happened to me and in big ways. And part of one of the problems or one of the difficulties in becoming successful is that all of a sudden, you know, life, like, hits you with a two-by-four, and you still have to suit up and show up and put that face on and do all that. And, um, you know, you and I have had many conversations about an experience in my life that I'd love to share that happened to me, I was, it was right before the political season was starting. My business is really busy. I have employees. I have three children. You know, I have, I have like a whole life. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, my, my stepdaughter who had been struggling with, um, substance use disorder for quite a while. And, you know, she was just 22 years old and just like, you know, I was really working so hard to make a connection with her. I, she had been in my life for five years and she had an issue with um, drugs and alcohol that turned to an opiate use. Mm. Um, at first pills and then heroin. She started injecting heroin. And, um, you know, five years ago, you know, we got that call that no parent wants to get, you know, that she had died of a heroin overdose. Mm. Now, talk about, like, everything stopping. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm still scheduled for clients the next day for a full day. I've got all this stuff coming up. Like, how do you function when life pulls the rug out from underneath you? Right. Like, what do you do? I mean, what I wanted to do is I wanted to go crawl in a hole, get in fetal position, and and just never leave my my bed, you know? So those dark times, those times when we feel, like, helpless and hopeless, I think are part of all of our past. 
Absolutely. But it's what do we do? What do we do with them? And, you know, I've developed like a really strong prayer life. I also am very keen with my dreams. And I'm not afraid to ask for spiritual help. I'm not afraid to like put it out to the universe to, to give me the next thing I need to do. Mm-hmm. Like, because sometimes we just don't know what to do. Right. And I, I did that. It was like two weeks after she had passed and I knew I had to start getting back to work. And, um, you know, I just asked spiritually for help and I had a dream um, that night and an angel sort of came to me and, and just spoke these simple words to me stay in this dream of life and when I woke up I had just a little bit of extra energy and I knew what it meant it meant we got to suit up we got to show up call it take it till you make it do whatever um, and you got to get in the stream of life you got to participate you got to show up and I started to do that and it was really difficult because people were saying oh I'm so sorry for your loss and of course when you're in tremendous grief what do you want to do when somebody reminds you of the grief that you're in you want mm. to fall your eyes out and cry right. I allowed myself to cry during brow waxes and makeup lessons and when I was doing my work and then you know I just gave myself permission to be authentic and real and what I found was so beautiful people started to share wow I just lost my brother to an overdose or I just all of a sudden this like community connectivity started happening just by being authentic and staying in the stream of life and then in comes the presidential candidate and um, I started to share Amber's story with them and this momentum happened and you know to make a long story short you know during the New Hampshire primary I was I, I had another dream about opening emergency shelter and this came in my dreams and I woke up the next morning. I was booked to do makeup for Hillary Clinton. I hadn't seen her since last election. I went, I was doing her makeup. I told her what happened with Amber and I told her about my dream and she put my, her hand on my arm. And this is the power of women to women right here. Oh. Okay. And I know it's Hillary Clinton and it's just, it's just Chris Blevins and Hillary Clinton. But she put her hand on my arm and she said, Chris, chase your dreams. Mm. And all of a sudden I was like, who, instead of saying, how could I ever open a shelter? I, I left with just those words she said to me. And this is true empowerment. We all as women hold a magic wand to empower the woman that is right in front of us. <sighs> Are we so going to raise true. their vibration? Right? Are we going to raise their vibration by giving them the green light in life? Or are we going to sit with them in in that yellow light that says, oh, I don't know. Mm. Or are we going to say, you can't do that? You know, and and Hillary Clinton gave me that chase your dreams. So within three months, I raised $100,000, opened the first ever emergency recovery shelter called the Empress Place, ran it for six months, and then it got taken over by other nonprofits. It's now run by Farnham Center, the mission. Not called the Empress Place anymore, but grief turned Amber's place into the new stabilization unit that's helped over 5,000 people get treatment from opiates. Now, this all happened from grief and being in a ball mm-hmm. and having a business, you know, so I got this new hashtag, makeup on a mission, you know, mm-hmm. I love because it. you just, I guess what I want, I want listeners to hear is that whatever you do for work, whatever your dreams are, do it authentically. Don't be afraid to bring 
who you really are and what you're really going through in your life, you know, into the forefront. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to have conversations and be real with people because that is what inspires people the most. Just like this conversation, I'm sure, is really inspiring some listeners right now. I completely that are saying, wow, I went through... Like, I went through a really bad time, but I can turn this ship around. So true. I right? I, abs- I love that. And it was definitely something that I really wanted to touch on with you because um, <clears throat> so I do some personal training and online fitness and nutrition. And there's this whole idea on social media t- specifically that if you're not always posting about fitness or Uh, what you're eating or what workout you're doing, then you're not going to be relevant. And I have such a problem with that because when you do run a business, people want to buy from, people want to do business with a person. People want to, people do business with people that they trust. And if if you're just showing, you know, this one side of you, it kind of gives me that thought in the back of my mind, like, well, what aren't you showing me? Like you, there has to be yes. something more and it can all connect and it can, you know, do some pretty incredible things like like you've done. I have an example of this that just happened this week. And I think what we're talking about is vulnerability. Mm. And in a way, we're talking about ego too. Because I, I can remember when I was first in business needing to look cool, for lack of a better word. I only wanted to parade my achievements. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to share anything about the pain behind the scenes of starting a new business or running a business or the exhaustion of it. Right. Or sometimes customer service like is the best thing in the world and sometimes it's not. You know, all this like true life stuff, okay, that was happening. But something has happened, I don't know if it's maturity or what, like I, I I'm taking chances lately on being vulnerable and I did it this week on social media. On my Chris Blevins, you know, Instagram, I I popped up this black and white picture of me with absolutely no makeup on, puckering my lips, and like I'm fifty four years old, I'll be fifty five this year, and I have like all those little lines around my lips that make it look like I was a chain smoker my whole life. You know, those <laughs> like lines that women get when they age. And like I think it's because I've been making that stupid look on my face the my whole life face. like talking my face and just doing that little kissy fish lip thing that I do I think it's just something I'm so very unconscious of but it's left me with all these little sliver lines and so I posted a raw picture of me no makeup on like literally in my jammy top with my lips in the fish face and I made a comment about my wrinkles around my lips and do you know that that Instagram post got more likes and comments than any in months Mm. people and I couldn't figure it out that people want to see raw and real and vulnerable and they're responding to that so I love that you're bringing this up because I think you make a very valid point like why are we so afraid just to be real Mm -hmm. when real is what the world needs more of right now Right. It's it creates connection. It lets people know that they're not alone, that they have those lines on their lips, too. Like if Chris has it, then it's okay that I have it. Exactly. Or I might not have, you know, lines around my lips, but I got bags under my eyes. Right. (laughs) You know, or or whatever. And I think like especially with your fitness thing, like we're both in a similar business's image. Mm. And like we're always trying to look better. But like, I guess 
what people want to see. It's okay to be where you are because this is where we start from. Absolutely. Like I know for me, I always, you know, being in the pageant and everything, I always was like really on the thin side. And it's really funny because I think back to times when I was competing and people saying that I needed to lose weight and me feeling like I was fat. But if I look at a picture of myself in 1987 in a bathing suit, I would give anything to be that fat right now. (laughs) (laughs) I, I was really so thin and I looked so beautiful and I just... You know, it's like we have to be careful who we surround ourselves with yeah. because I don't think at the time I was really surrounded by people who said, you're beautiful just the way that you are. Mm. You know, there's there's something valid in that. And I think throughout the years, I have always, because I'm a woman who's had, you know, like, you know, the crown, I've, I've competed, I've done all that, I've had a need to look a certain way, that I understand that, like, women need to hear that they're okay where they're at right you know like you're beautiful where you're at and I've I've learned too with the aging process like in makeup it's interesting I I have not done any invasive measures to myself this is sort of a commitment I'm like Chris of Chris Cosmetics I'm not going to do Botox fillers or anything I have to know anything I just rely on my skincare and my products and I you know so far I'm doing good and I'm going to be 55. So it's really interesting, like, hearing young girls that are in their late 20s that are starting to use Botox yeah. as, like, and they don't even need it, you know? So I think we all really need a reset on getting real, real with ourselves, mm-hmm. real with each other and lifting each other up and, and bringing out the positive in each other. Because, like, if we don't hear something positive about ourselves, we're probably going to beat ourselves up. Right. You know, and I remember doing that back then, thinking I was fat when I look at pictures now, and I would tell my my 22-year-old self competing in Miss New Hampshire, you look absolutely beautiful. Go out and be the best that you can be. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be putting her down. And that's why you are such an incredible resource for the girls that are competing now. Um, Chris is the makeup sponsor for um, Miss New Hampshire. And let me tell you. Miss New Hampshire's outstanding teen. And Miss New Hampshire's outstanding teen, which I think is, I mean, of course, I think it's all a very impressionable age. um, But I think especially for the teens to, to be told to have you. So, kind of branching off of this, but when you go into Chris's studio or even, you know, your online shop, it's, it's an experience. Like it's, I tell everyone, like it's an, it's a spiritual experience the moment you walk in and, (laughs) and it's a, it's a really positive thing. Like it's more than just makeup. It's more than just you know, spa services, um, you really kind of get transported into this like beauty Zen zone. And I'm just curious how you, how you created that experience because it, it really is so unique to you, Chris. (laughs) You know, it's funny you should say that because we hear this every day, all week long here. People walk in, they say, I don't know what it is in here, but I feel different when I get in here. Mm -hmm. And I have created an environment, A, that I work full-time in, so it's an environment that I want to be in, and and I don't ever tire of being here. Like, it's, I call it the beauty vortex, mm. okay? And it's, and, and when I look around my whole business, I see trinkets and treasures 
that I've collected over the 32 years that are here. There's a story behind everything. Also, we bring in all the elements. You know, we have natural soy candles bringing, you know, the fire. We have, um, like, a little fountain sound. We have aromatherapy going. You know, we have, like, a good choice of music. And everyone that works here comes from a place of love and service. And so when you come in here, you know, as a customer, like I like to put myself in the, in the place of the customer, what would I want? I want to come in and feel like I'm home. Mm. I want to feel like I can kick my feet up. I want to feel like any beauty problem I'm having, I can talk about here. Yeah. And I can feel excited about it being transformed into a positive, you know, that I'm going to get the truth here that I'm, so a lot of it is energetic. Um, a lot of it is, is decor. A lot of it is the comfort. And I, I think more than anything, it's the passion that people pick up on. Like I truly, after 32 years, I love what I do every day of my life. I can't wait to get here and play in my playground. <laughs> and I can't wait to play with the new friends that I meet every day that walk in here. And every day I meet new women. And we connect and we tell stories and we laugh and we do makeup and we do brows and we do facials and we do eyelash extensions. And the time is precious and the experience is precious and the outcome is beautiful. And so there's something about inner and outer beauty that happens here that is the true formula for confidence, you know, and self-esteem, right? You feel good on the inside, you, you feel good on the outside. And then you can suit up, show up, and take action on your life, whatever that might be. I love that you use the word play because I've been seeing the quote a lot recently. Um, I'm sure you've heard it, but it's like, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. And I always (laughs) think about that. And a lot of the things that I'm doing now is I ask myself, like, am I having fun doing this? Like, do I actually, am I having fun? Right, exactly, exactly. Success is like, success is birthed from passion. Mm-hmm. I do believe that. Because passion is like, it's powerful energy. And I think when you're passionate about what you do, people magnetize toward you. Definitely. Because they want to be excited about what they do. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't tell you how often I'm excited about what I'm doing to somebody, like in makeup or whatever I'm doing. And they're like, I wish I had something that I was just passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you just put that out to the universe. You just, you need to ask, you know, you need to, you need to dig inside, you know, and it's contagious. I like, I feel like I've seen so many people like go chase their dreams after they've been here. Mm-hmm. And I, I can track thousands, thousands of women's success from a conversation that I had with them here. And I think maybe what I did was I just gave them permission to be everything they were created to be. And then all of a sudden they were like, okay, just like Hillary Clinton did to me. Mm-hmm. You see how powerful we are for each other? Totally. We're like each other's magic wand. Absolutely. We really are. So you talked about passion and I'm curious, was makeup always your passion? And kind of how did you, how did you get started? <laughs> no, makeup's not my passion at all, actually, <laughs> which is really funny, okay? But, but hear me out. Makeup is the vehicle for my true passion. My true passion is connecting with people. Mm. So I work as an EMT, too. Yes. Why do I love that? 
because it connects me to people in in a really intense moment of need, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's like whether it's over beauty or whatever, but you know, even with makeup, it's very interesting. Women don't just come here because they they want a new eyeshadow; they come here at really pivotal points in their life mm-hmm. when they're a teen wearing makeup for the first time, when they've they're, you know, they've lost their job and they need to enter the job market again. You know, when they're um, going through a change, like I get a lot of women that are, you know, divorced and feeling kind of frumpy and they want to like bring themselves to a new level of confidence. So I get the raw, real stories behind mm-hmm. people's life at these critical times of change or turning 40, seeing changes in themselves and feeling insecurities. You know, so it, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to me, you know, that makeup is the vehicle that I've chosen uh, to use to connect with people, but it is. And how did I get started? I got started as a model. I was a model and as a young child, and then I moved over to, I moved to London, England. I was in college there getting my marketing degree. And I ended up modeling um, while I was there, and I got a gig with the London School of Makeup. So I was there for three and a half years, and I would sit in the chair at the London School of Makeup as a part-time job, and the teacher would train students that came from all over the world. Um, It was the best makeup school in the world at the time. And they would use my face to demonstrate and teach. That's and so awesome. I learned everything there was to know while I was getting my marketing degree. Never had a thought that I'd be a makeup artist. Wow. And I came back to the States and was sort of challenged to enter a preliminary for Miss New Hampshire and had to come up with a talent. And as a gymnast and dancer, I wasn't great. So it was going to have to be a really like vibrant performance. Mm-hmm. So I did um, a a piece to uh, Jellicle Ball from the musical Cat and yes. the Cat Makeup I had learned, I used. So I got the nickname my year as Miss New Hampshire after winning the crown, the makeup girl. Seriously, like how many times do people have to call me the makeup girl before I get the two by four over my head that lets me know I'm supposed to be a makeup artist? <laughs> but that's how it happened. You know, one day I was volunteering my time and I was, I knew exactly how to help this young girl vying for a local title how to do makeup and she looked in the mirror and started to cry and when she did I said what is it she said I've never seen myself look so beautiful mm. and in that moment I had a white light experience and a voice told me I was going to be a makeup artist and I never looked back and like we have to be open to these moments mm-hmm. where that strong still voice inside gives us the direction that is our destiny you know and who would have ever known that within five years I'd be working on the president of the United States and it's because Every face I painted, I did with passion, mm-hmm. and passion opens doorways. Yeah. And when the doors open, the success came, and it's never stopped, you know? And it's just fun at this point. It's like, I don't know, I call it the makeup angel, you know? Mm-hmm. I call it the makeup angels who visited me, and they've never left. I think to kind of touch back upon something that we were talking about earlier, the vulnerability that we talked about um, I and I also think what you do so well is like you said you give people permission and you being so vulnerable and open in when you are putting makeup on people's face you give other people permission to do the same and I just think it makes people feel so comfortable in a situation that can be uncomfortable you know 
Right. Like women going to get their makeup done. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And you know what's cool? Like anything positive I've ever said to anyone, all right, has always been true. Mm. It's been the truth. It's the truth according to how Chris sees it. Whether I am telling somebody um, how beautiful their eyes are or I'm telling somebody how incredible their spirit is. You see, like, it doesn't matter. Like, I have no problem telling another person what's great about them. I love that. And, and that right there, I think, is the essence of what I do. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be afraid to hold back in complimenting one another. Because if you think about it, why would we ever hold back telling somebody else how wonderful they are? It, it's because somehow we feel less than ourselves. When really, when you, what you put out is what you get back tenfold. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. I know. I, I've been trying to, whenever I feel like I'm having a really bad day, I'll always try to compliment someone because I feel like that complimenting someone and seeing them take it and feel really good about it makes me feel good that I was able to make somebody else feel good. So it kind of like makes my day a little better if I'm just, if you give back to somebody. It's so true. And what it does is it validates when you, you can look at any human being on the face of the earth and see something beautiful about them, about their person, about their being, then it must reflect back that there is something beautiful within us, Mm. right? Within ourselves. And, and it's like, you know, I've never met somebody that didn't have something beautiful about them. So guess what? That must mean that there's something beautiful about me. Mm-hmm. And it does help to raise self-esteem. If anything, I think even given success and all the things I've done in my life, my self-esteem rides a little low. I, I've always kept myself a little, like, underwater with self-esteem. You know, mm-hmm. and I think I do that because I think sometimes like women that are overconfident and cocky are less attractive. Do you ever notice that? Totally. It's like, it's like, okay, if you're too full of yourself, it's not, it's not attractive. And if you put yourself down, it's not attractive. Mm-hmm. There's a place in the middle where we hover. And I think it's about being humble, humbly confident. Does that make any sense? Yeah, totally. Like, you, you know you have worse, but you know you're not all that. You know, and I always look at it like a scale. Like, there's always somebody who has more than I do, and there's always somebody that has less. Mm-hmm. There's always somebody that, you know, it, it, and, and it keeps me hovering in this place of esteem that's right in the middle, not too high, not too low. And I think that's a really healthy place to be. But you know when you meet somebody that is really vibrating low. Mm-hmm. And they need, they need that lift. You know, and and then there's those people that, you know, vibrate high and radiate and magnet, you know, they're just magnets for ah, confidence, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful thing. But then I think there's people that are overly confident. And really what that is, in, in my experience, is that they're really not confident. They overcompensate, right, for for not feeling good about themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting to look at somebody who's acting sort of cocky or 
all that and it's not attractive to think really what they're doing is they're overcompensating because deep down they don't feel good about themselves. So I even compliment those people. <laughs> I love it. And it's really interesting to see how they respond. They come down to a healthy level of esteem with compliments. Mm-hmm. It's very fascinating. It is. I'm curious about um, your experience or your view of, um, I guess, competition, because I feel like, ev- like during the primaries, I know that um, you know you worked on a ton of the political faces, but you also reached out to other women um, and other business owners, yeah. and and what you know what a a healthy kind of, I don't know if competition's the right word, but being yeah, a but mentor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, let's, let's face it, there's competition in everything. And, and it's a really kind of sticky thing because it's like part of being a mentor is training people, like especially if you're, like say I'm mentoring in the makeup industry. I am training and building people that one day will compete for the same job as I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so it's really, I think, being a mentor in your own field really is about understanding that that's going to happen and building up the next generation. But when it comes to competition in business, like, you know, what I do is I think about a horse race. Do you know how a horse race, like, horses have the blinders on their eyes mm-hmm. so they can just focus on where they're going. Mm-hmm. They're not looking at the person next to them and being distracted by what they're doing. They're not looking at the person next to them and like even like taking something that they're doing and making it their own. They're paving their own path. And that is something that I've always done. Like when people say, who's your makeup mentor? I say, Max Factor. Well, I never met him. I read his autobiography well after he passed away, okay? And just just the fact that he was an immigrant that came to the United States and built a multi-million dollar cosmetic industry in Hollywood in the middle of the Depression, there's a lot to learn from somebody like that, Mm. right? So my mentor has been somebody who's gone way before me and done extraordinary things, And, and that's my mentor. But in real time, I don't actually look next to me, but I'm aware of other makeup artists. And then when all of a sudden I have a big gig coming on, I knew who to call, you know? And I look for things like, not just, are you great at makeup, but do you have integrity? Do you have honesty? Can I trust you? Are you going to come in and be honored and grateful by by working with me? Are you going to be true, you know? Because I'm going to be true to you. And it's about the relationships that we build that are competitive, that we trust in, that allow us to grow bigger and move forward. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, New Hampshire primary is coming along. I will hire anywhere from 12 to, I'd say 12 to 18 full-time makeup artists around the clock. Wow. My company handles five networks around the clock, mm. you know? And, um, and a lot of times I'll do travel things, you know, like when I travel with CNN, I've got to hire makeup artists and bring them with me. It's got to be somebody I trust. You know, so these relationships are so important, and yet competition is very healthy. I mean, the only thing I don't like about competition, I like innovation, which means I want to see my 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 competition doing something that I didn't think about mm. and claiming it as their own. And I want to be motivated to do the next thing that's innovative in my path, not, not like steal, copy, or whatever, right. but in a sense. 
You know, it, it's, it's something about being a true entrepreneur and being creative is about creating something no one's ever done yet. That's mm-hmm. a true success story, right? Yeah. Not just, not just being a copycat. So I think a lot of times we learn from one another. So some of the stuff we, we do share in common as competitors, and I'm talking about any industry you want, but you always have to be thinking outside the box. You know, and, and, and being that innovator of something completely new, do it differently than everybody else, because then you're going to stand out, and then that's your own success path. Mm-hmm. So back to the horses, you run your own race, you know, and, and in the end, you know, with business, everybody wins. Everybody wins. And like I always have said to myself, there's plenty of customers for everybody. There, there's yeah. plenty of people who are walking the face of the earth. Absolutely. You know, and I mean, I can share with you though, one of the challenges that's happened to me in business, later in business, that, that absolutely like dumbfounds me. It's that, you know, sure, I've, I've made it all the way up to being the, the top political makeup artist for political and media in the country. And I've, I've held that position. And, you know, to me, that means I have gone beyond my wildest dreams, those goals I've set for myself. And that's just crazy, and that's just great. But I look at Instagram, I look at social media, and there are girls who are makeup artists on their own face, who have millions of followers, who are making a ton of money, who are uber successful, and they never lose, they never have left their bedroom or painted anyone but their own face. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, is just like, we are in a whole new age of what success is. Absolutely. You know, and so I'll be like, okay, wait a second, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm full on my Facebook followers. I've got 5,000. I can't have any more friends. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to, I don't know. I, I, need, I need to be educated by the millennials is what I need. Yeah. I need to learn. I need to learn from the millennials how to run my business after 32 years, you know? And, and it's funny. And that's what I'm tapping into right now is learning from, you know, young, young entrepreneurs. Yes. How to run my 32-year-old business. And it's it's fun and it's, it's humbling, but it reminds me that we always need to be teachable because mm-hmm. everything changes all the time. I can't claim to dominate or know anything really because the game is always changing. Always changing. And I was actually, that was really like my next question is, you know, since you have been so established, do you find it challenging sometimes to stay relevant or not feel like you're being complacent and like what really keeps you motivated? You know, when you ask that, I'm laughing about, I remember having a thought back when I was probably five, five years into my business. I was young, I was beautiful, I looked great in makeup, I had no wrinkles, and Mm -hmm. I was, I was on a success trail, okay? And a lot of girls my age in the 20s and all that, young 30s, were being drawn to me, and I was helping them. I can remember having the thought what is going to happen when I'm like 50 or older? No one's going to want to come to me anymore because I'm old. (laughs) I'm never thinking that. And now I can say, like I'm in my mid-50s and I am serving a huge market of women over 40 Mm -hmm. who are showing the signs of aging. 
and who need my help desperately, and I have answers. So, and I have a track record of proof, you know, from doing the magical, you know, miracle makeover in Hillary Clinton. That changed the course of my career. That said, hey, women over 40, like, I've got the answer of how they can look vibrant, luminous, glowing, and I've had to have my product line meet the needs of that population to have highly effective products that truly make them look younger and feel vibrant. So, you know, it's, it's things like this. It's like me getting older and keeping up with it and, and all the trends and social media. But it's also like really hard times in the economy too. Like in 2008 when the market crashed, small businesses everywhere were scared. Mm. They didn't know how they were going to stay in business, right? And what I did was I drew from my mentor, Max Factor, from his autobiography. I looked at his story and saw that, yes, he built a multi-million dollar cosmetic company in the middle of a depression. If he can thrive in that depression, then what is his secret? And what it was is he gave more and he charged less. Mm. So I, I dropped my prices a little bit and I decided to give so much more in my services and give the best product at the lowest price. And I ended up having increase in revenues from 2008 in the middle of that crash. My company went up wow. and it has been going up ever since. And you know, I haven't really changed my model since 2008. Here it is 11 years later. My prices are still around the same and we still give so much to our customer here. And I know as a customer, I always appreciate that. Absolutely. When I'm spending my hard-earned money on something that I really want to do, and I get the best. So I think that I've never let go of that, but that came as at, at a time when everyone was really afraid of the economic climate. So, you know, many challenges have come, both personal and professional, throughout the years. And, and my whole thing about it, and this call this the law of attraction, call this positive mental attitude, call it whatever you want. It's either a lesson or a blessing. Everything mm. that happens in business or in life, you, you're going to learn something from it, or you're going to see one day that it changed your course for the better, and therefore it was a blessing. Absolutely. I totally agree. There's... Um, I forget what song it is, but you made me think of this. And one of the lyrics is like, you you only get what you give. And I feel like such a theme for you is, you know, not only giving to your clients, but giving back to the community. And I feel like you are such a testament to that kind of notion that you give, give, give. But by giving, you receive so much more so true it's so true and if if you just open yourself for an endless flow of giving you open a flow of an endless flow of receiving mm -hmm. it's like breathing if you exhale you're gonna inhale the more you exhale the more air you're gonna take in it's the same thing it's it's just this uh it's sort of like the success equation and yet we think, I got to get, I got to make money, I got to do this, I got to be this, when really we got it backwards. Mm. What are we going to give in order to, for that to come back to us? Mm -hmm. And it does. Absolutely. It's kind of turning the way we look at how we operate. You know, you can call it like being more mission-based, being more heart-based, 
that people respond to that because people feel your energy. Mm-hmm. People know when you're trying to sell them something or you're trying, and this is a cool thing too. You know, you don't, like I don't sell makeup. I educate people on how to use makeup and then they look so great they want to buy it. Right. So see, I never think, wow, I got to sell some makeup. I think I need to educate this person on the best they can be so they don't look in the mirror, they love it and they're gonna, and then they're gonna need what I, what I used, and then I've sold it. I don't even think about selling products. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's giving. What can I give to this person to bring them to where they need to be? Yep. And then, and then they buy it. So the currency really is more about energy and giving, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And passion. And, and the rest kind of flows. And of course, you have to have a good business sense on you and make sure you're looking at your liabilities and your assets and, you know, keeping, keeping things in balance, too. You know, and making sure that you you use your intellect in the midst of the business equation. Right. And um, that's really important, too, you know. And I I like to use foresight. I like to use hindsight. But I I work my business in this day, Mm. you know, in Mm -hmm. this moment. Mm -hmm. Chris, as we kind of wrap up here... I like. I always like to yes. ask um, my guests for a bit of wisdom or advice for the everyday woman that's listening to this and kind of wondering how they can get to be in your position. <laughs> well, I, I would say to honor your multidimensional self. Know that within yourself there are so many different gifts. To take a look at all the things that you love and make sure you use your lifetime to tap into them all. Mm. You know, a lot of people will say to me that I'm such a multitasker. And it's because I treat I chase all my dreams, not just one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I get bored with one and I put it aside and then I pick up another one. But um I, I leave nothing untapped. And one of the other things I would share is that I think there's two perspectives in business and in life that um, I, I live in. And I live in the big picture. I often take time to step back and look at my whole picture, whether it's my business, what I'm doing in the current time, what I'm doing with my life, do some journaling, map out what that looks like on paper and take a look at it. And, and just refresh my priorities and make sure everything is in alignment with my highest self. Mm-hmm. But also, I like to live in the little picture. I, I think success happens, big success happens in the little details. So breaking down the things that I'm doing into tiny little pieces and looking at those too. So it's looking at you know, business, life, or your, your purpose, your mission in a big picture and looking at it in the little tiny pieces and, and looking from those both perspectives, I think equals success. That's awesome. Thank you so, so much for sharing with me and, and with my audience. I, I always love talking to you and it was funny because the last two weeks, I don't know if it's the stars or what's going on, but I have just been, (laughs) (laughs) I've just been so overwhelmed, super tender, emotional. Um, and I was thinking about it today and I was like, Oh my God, I have, I get to talk to Chris today. Like, thank goodness. (laughs) Well, pay attention to the moon because 
because that is one thing I definitely do. Mm-hmm. Because I, I really think as women, we are very connected to, to the whole lunar thing. I know that right before a full moon, depending on what's happening with stars, I can feel a little bit, you know, different, and then I'll feel charged right after and all yes. that. And a lot of the stuff, it's not that there's something going on in us. It's that there's something going on in the big picture called this beautiful world that we live in. And other people's energy affects us, too. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes when I'm feeling a little off, I'll go, oh, am I walking around with other people's stuff? I mean, I tend to be quite an empath, mm-hmm. which is a wonderful gift to have because it allows you to connect with people beautifully and understand people. But it also can, can mean that, you know, at the end of a long day, you're carrying a heavy load and it's oh, not yeah. yours. Yes. So meditate, take a deep breath, let it go, hit the reset button, <laughs> and, <laughs> and onward. Absolutely. Thank you so, so much. You're welcome, Sam. It was so much fun. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to another episode of the Strong Girl Podcast. And thank you so much to Chris Blevins. If you're in uh, New Hampshire, the Southern New Hampshire area, definitely check out her um, her salon, her studio, Chris Cosmetics. It is on um, South Main Street in Manchester, New Hampshire. And it totally is like a sanctuary spa. Um, I think she called it the beauty vortex. It totally is. This conversation honestly could have lasted hours but I'll have to have her back on the show because she has so many nuggets of wisdom and really like I said in in the beginning of the show is someone that has completely helped shape me and my mindset and the the way that I view a ton of things um so she's definitely someone that I I treasure and I respect a lot um I hope you found a ton of value I hope this podcast inspired you um to find your joy to play and to really embrace all of the different sides of you and realize that you don't have to hide one or you don't have to choose one over the other and I think that in the in the social media sphere um that was something that was really pushed is like you pick one thing, you pick your niche, and that's all you talk about. But I think as people that run businesses and have a social media presence, I think that we have to understand that people will choose to do business with us because they like us, because they know us, not necessarily because we have the most curated Instagram page. Um, I think that is so so face value and doesn't doesn't give ourselves enough credit for what we do so i hope you really enjoyed this podcast i definitely did it was an incredible conversation and one that i needed to have so share this episode that is the only way to help the strong girl podcast grow if you know somebody that you think i should interview please reach out to me let me know my email is samantha l russo at gmail.com you can email me there you can also reach me on all of my social media handles. Instagram is my go-to at Samantha L. Russo. And I will catch you guys later on another episode.